1984, pastors Jean and Sue started Faith Christian Center in a hotel ballroom. But for the past 36 years, they have taught people how to practically apply the Bible to their everyday lives. Over the years, God has blessed us and the church has grown. Faith Christian Center is now located on a beautiful 73-acre campus in the heart of the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. We believe the best is yet to come. Today's message will encourage you, inspire you, and teach you how to experience God's best in every area of your life. This is my Bible. It is the Word of God, and it is the will of God for my life. I am who the Word says I am. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. I'm where the Word says I am, seated right now in the heavenly realms, in Christ Jesus, the place of authority, dominion, and power. I have what the Word says I have. All the blessings of Abraham are mine, and I can do what the Word says I can do. I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. Today my mind is alert. My spirit is receptive as I'm taught the Word of God. My life is changed for the better, and I will never be the same again. Amen. You may be seated. We're, we're in this series on... It's actually a series about confession, four things we must confess. And we've been saying that if you want to live the victorious Christian life, then you must learn to confess four things, who you are in Christ, what we just did, who you are in Christ, where you are in Christ, what you possess in Christ, and what you can do in Christ. According to God's Word, you are everything God says you are, regardless of whether or not you are presently experiencing all of God's Word in every area of your life. Say it out loud. I am, I am. what God says I am. And we have learned that the first thing we must confess is who we are in Christ. And then we have been dealing in recent weeks with this second thing we must confess is where we are in Christ. To live a victorious Christian life, you must know and confess where you are in Christ. This refers to your position or your standing in Christ. The main thing is where do you stand with God. Are you a beggar or are you seated in Christ in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus? To live a victorious Christian life, we have to know our position, our standing in Christ. Many Christians live under oppression. Many Christians are defeated by the enemy simply because they do not know their position in Christ. They do not know where they stand with God. So the second thing we must confess is where we are in Christ. Where are we in Christ? We have been crucified with Christ. Say it out loud. I've been crucified with Christ. Where are we in Christ? We died with Christ. Say it out loud. I died with Christ. Where are we in Christ? We have been raised with Christ. Say it out loud. I was raised with Christ. Praise God. We have been crucified with Christ. Praise God. We died with Christ. Praise God. We were buried with Christ. But we have to go a step further and we have to see, praise God, that we have been raised to a new life in Christ. Colossians 3, 1, since then you have been raised with Christ. Say it out loud. I have been, I have been. raised with Christ. Raised with Christ. Tell your neighbor, have been, have been. is past tense. So it's not something God's going to do at the rapture. It's not something God's fixing to do. 
Say it again. I have been raised with Christ. Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Again, this is a matter of identification. We have risen with Christ. Say it again. I've been raised with Christ. Where are we in Christ? We have ascended with Christ. Say it out loud. I, I have ascended with Christ. Now, it's really sad to say, but I, I guess I would say the vast majority of believers don't know this, and that's why they're defeated. They, they don't know this. They were never taught. In Ephesians 1.21, Paul tells us that Christ has been seated far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every title that can be given, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. So that's true of Christ, but that's also true of you and me because we are in Christ. See, what happened to him happened to us. Say it out loud. What happened to him happened to us. What happened to him happened to me. So in your life, you have dominion and authority, not the devil. Say it out loud. I've ascended with Christ. I have dominion in Christ. So even though many Christians may see themselves as being crucified, dead, buried, and risen with Christ, far too many Christians are still defeated in this life. If what you believe about God's Word does not positively affect your daily life, then what good is it? What good is that kind of faith? Praise God, we have been crucified with Christ. Praise God, we died with Christ. Praise God, we were buried with Christ. But we have to go a step further, and we have to see, praise God, that we have been raised to a new life in Christ. And then there's still more. Tell your neighbor, there's still more. The most important thing and part of the most part and the part most Christians leave out is that we have ascended with Christ. You know, we're so dialed into the natural, we can see, taste, touch, hear, and smell. I mean, because we live in this world, we gotta cope. We gotta cope. We gotta cope. You know, I woke up one day in Miami and I had an eyelash in my eye, and so I went into the bathroom and there's a kind of a mirror there I never use. It's a, a makeup mirror and, you know, convex, and I hit the light, and I looked in the blown-up version, you know, the, is that convex? or? And, and I looked, I, I never looked at myself that close in years. I, I said, well, Father, when did I get so old? <laughs> I mean, what the heck? <laughs> See, we live in this world. We have to cope with this world. What we can see, taste, touch, hear, and smell. But you're not looking at me. You're looking at the house I live in. See, I didn't get old. The, the house I lived in got old. The real me is not what you're looking at. The real me is somewhere here in the center of my being. But spiritually, I'm not even here. Spiritually, I'm seated right now with Christ in the heavenly realms, not at the left hand of God, at the right hand of God. You understand? And I think he sits up there amazed at how his children let the devil push him around. See, I don't have to win the victory. I just have to walk in the victory that's already been won on my behalf. So don't tolerate any work of the enemy. Don't permit any work of the enemy. In your life, you have dominion, not the devil. <coughs> In your life, you have authority, not the devil. Say it out loud. I've ascended with Christ. I have dominion in Christ. 
So there's a place in God where you can rise above the circumstances. Ephesians 2, 4 to 6, but because of his great love for us, God who is rich in mercy made us alive with or in Christ. Even when we were dead in transgressions, it is by grace you have been saved and God raised us up with Christ. Say it out loud. And God raised us up. Raised tell your neighbor, that's past tense. Tell, tell the neighbor on the other side, that's past tense. Say it again. And God raised us up and seated us. Tell your neighbor, that's past tense. Tell the neighbor on the other side, that's past tense. Say it again. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him that is with the Father in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. So when Father God made Jesus alive, he made us alive. When Christ was raised from the dead, you and I were raised from the dead along with him. When Christ ascended on high, you and I ascended on high with him. So why would you accept defeat? In Christ, we have been made alive. You and I have been raised with Christ. You and I have ascended with him. These are completed actions. This is past tense. It's already happened. We are seated together with Christ in the heavenly realms. This is a place of victory, not defeat. Don't accept defeat another day. Stop letting circumstances or the government or religious people tell you what you can have or achieve in this life. Praise God, we're no longer limited by life circumstances. We have been raised up with Christ and we have ascended with Christ. We are in Christ right now in the place far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every title that can be given not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. This stuff's huge. A man told me the last Sunday I was here, or maybe it was the last Wednesday I was here before we left town for a few days, he said, uh, he said, Pastor Gene, he said, I, I want to let you know it's my ninth anniversary. I said, it's your ninth anniversary. That's great. I said, what, what ninth anniversary? And he said, well, he said, it was nine years ago. He said, I walked in the doors of this church. He said, I was a meth head. And, uh, and he was telling me about, you know, divorces and children by different women and things. And, and he said, but he said, it's nine years. And he said, this is the longest stretch of my life I've not been in jail. Now, you might think, well, that's a shocker. No, it's not because, you know, he'd been in this church and been in that church and been around this, these Christians and been around those Christians. But look, if you don't know who you are, you can't walk in victory. You have to be taught from the Word of God who you are in Christ and what Jesus has done for you so you could walk in it. Christianity is not just a forgiveness club. It's a victory club. Amen. Amen. And so, and, and I, I, I think maybe sometimes people think I judge stuff. I, I don't judge stuff. I feel sorry about it. But me feeling sorry about stuff doesn't change anybody's circumstances. No, I want you all to be, I want you all to be winners. Amen. I want you to all be victors. Amen. Amen. I want you to all be blessed. Amen. 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 I can't help myself. But I know that if we don't know from the Word of God, what Christ has done for us, past tense, and then believe it, confess it, and act like it's so, we'll never live in it. 
And I know one thing, I know one thing, the devil, man, he done taking a day off. When was the last time Fauci wasn't on a TV talk show on a Sunday? Tell your neighbor, that devil's not taking a day off. I mean, the devil's not taking a day off. The devil's not taking a day off. And so whether it's drugs or fornication or adultery or cigarettes or alcohol or bad company, he's working 24-7 to pull you into the ditch so he can keep his boot on your neck for the rest of your life. But we got, man, we got to, we got to have revelation of what Jesus has done for us. And then, and then we've got to confess it. We've got to believe it. We got to, then we got to walk in it. And I know there's criticism. I know there's criticism. I know there's criticism. Barking dogs. You know what a barking dog is? You walk by in the morning and they bark because they're stuck in the, behind the fence and you're out going somewhere. Yeah, barking dogs, ankle biters, haters. I can't, I can't be worried about that because I got somewhere to go. I, I can't be concerned about that because I'm going somewhere. I can't be worried about that because I've got, I got to kick the devil's backside. Another day, the sun rose up on the 13th of June, 2021, and it's another opportunity to prove that the Word of God is so and that the devil is a liar. It's another opportunity to prove that the Word of God is so and the devil is defeated. It's another opportunity to prove that Jesus won the victory and all I've got to do is walk in it. Amen. 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 But I, I can't be concerned about, you know, the critics. Can't be concerned about that because, see, they'll slow me down. Winston Churchill said, if you stop to answer every critic, you'll never get anywhere. So you just got to keep trucking. Amen? You just got to keep trucking. Amen? You just got to keep believing the word and confessing the word and then acting like the word of God is so. Amen? So praise God, we're no longer limited by life circumstances. We proved that out in this church in the last 15 months. Amen? I mean, the world lost their mind. Actually, they, the world didn't lose their mind. It was all orchestrated for some nefarious purpose. But we just kept trucking. Amen? No, no, no. Man, we, I, think, I think some of the, the early hate we got after we pioneered this church we were under construction at the first building up at I-30, Black Monday, 1987. I forget what day that was in October 1987. There was a horrible, nasty recession followed, and we had that marquee sign up there on I-30, and we put on the, we put on the marquee sign, we've chosen not to participate in this recession. And people would call the church angry. Who do you think you are? You have to participate in the recession. <laughs> no, we don't. Amen. No, we don't have to. Say it out loud. Jesus, Jesus. say it this way. Father God, God, raise me up up above the circumstances circumstances in Christ. Christ. Amen. Amen. So we are in Christ right now in the place far above all rule and authority, power and dominion and every title that can be given not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. So our fight is not against people. 
For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers. Our fight is not even with the devil because we resist the devil and he flees. The only fight we are to fight is the good fight of faith. If you focus on your faith, you don't have to worry about the devil. I literally don't think about the devil. Of course, you know, I did better than some of you. I didn't marry the devil. But anyway, so I don't, I don't, I don't think about the devil. There's not one day of my life that I think about the devil. I don't think about the devil. I don't think about what he's up to. I don't think about what he's planning. I don't, I don't think about what he's doing. He's defeated. Amen. Tell your neighbor, the devil's defeated. We're not to fight people. We're not even to fight the devil. We are to resist the devil because Christ has already won the victory on our behalf. So we, we don't have to win the victory, but we, what we must do is walk in the victory that Jesus has already won on our behalf. We have been raised up with Christ and we have ascended with Christ. We are in Christ in the place far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every title that can be given, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. So knowing who you are makes all the difference in the world. When you know who you are, your whole attitude changes. Now, I realize we have to be as wise as serpents and as harmless as doves. And, and I realize, and I hope you realize, you can't just speak openly and freely about these things unless you're with your tribe. When we're at work, you know, we tone it down. We're positive, but we don't, we don't speak in religious terms. You know, we're not lightning rods to draw the wrath of the world all the time. But we can be positive. You don't need to fight a, a battle that's already been won. We are to enforce the victory we have in Christ. In Christ, we already have the victory. We don't have to fight to get the victory, and we don't have to even search to find the victory. But we will never experience the victory that is already ours unless we begin to confess victory and see ourselves as victorious and then act like we are victorious. Confess victory, see victory, and act like you have the victory. This requires joy because Nehemiah 8.10 says, the joy of the Lord is your strength, and it requires praise and thanksgiving. I'll tell you what, they are training this entire generation to be a generation of rat finks, whiners, criers, and complainers. It's amazing. Well, well, I grew up, you didn't rat. You didn't even know what trouble was. The worst beating I ever got in my life was over this. In my middle school, Butcher Junior High School, there was one black kid, Russell. His dad was the undertaker at the funeral home and uh, We didn't think anything about any of this stuff. You know, we ran track together, played basketball together, didn't think a thing about it. But, you know, we were boys. We were stupid. <laughs> and so he's sitting in front of me in this class in middle school, and he took a piece of paper, he tore it, tore it up into, a, you know, 200 pieces, and then blew it at me. Put it on my desk and blew it at me. It just goes everywhere. And the teacher said, uh, you know, Gene, pick all that up. I said, well, I didn't do it. And she said, well, who did it? But you didn't rat in Detroit. 
I said, well, I'm not saying. She said, well, pick it up. I said, I didn't do it. She said, well, who did it? I said, I'm not saying. Then this went around three or four times. She said, I'm going to send you down to the principal's office. I said, well, you got to do what you got to do. Because <laughs> you didn't rap. And so she sent me down to the principal's office, and the principal wasn't there, so I got the assistant principal. He was a guy about 300 pounds, and he, he, he had had guys in shop class take a one-inch piece of, it was either walnut or hickory, a hardwood, drill holes through it so he could swing it faster. He leaned me up against that desk, and man, he swung that as hard as he could, and he hit me once, and I was praying to Jesus it was over. <laughs> but then he, came, he hit me a second time. But I didn't rap. But now they're teaching everybody, you know, call up, you know, what your neighbor's doing. Your neighbor's flying an American flag. You know, your neighbor's cutting their grass and they're not wearing a mask. You know, uh, you know, I mean, they're, and they got everybody whining. They got everybody crying. It is a culture of loserdom. You want, and listen, listen. All, all you single folk, now if you're married, it's too late, but all you single folk, don't associate with anybody who's got a chip on their shoulder, any kind of chip, any kind of chip, don't associate with them because they're toxic. They're toxic. It's a culture of loserdom, and it's in the church. Not this church, but it's in the church. Loserdom. Loserdom. I don't like losing. Amen. Amen. Now I found out who I was in Christ. And who we are in Christ <laughs> has nothing to do with the house that we live in. Male, female, Gentile, Jew, white, black, Hispanic, Islander, Oriental. That, that's just window dressing. That's not who we are. That's not who we are. I said, that's not who we are. No, we are seated right now in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. That's who we are. Amen. So see yourself as a winner. See yourself as a champion. See yourself always being on the top and never on the bottom. See yourself as being the head and not the tail. Say it out loud, I'm a winner, I'm a victor in Christ, I'm a champion in Christ, I have ascended on high in Christ. And how is it that we are victorious over Satan? Luke 10, 17, the 72 returned with joy and said, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. Now, these men weren't even born again. What do I mean by that? This is before the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. They were disciples, but they had been given authority. Jesus told them to heal the sick, raise the dead, and cast out devils. So how much authority should we have, those of us now who are born again, spirit-filled, blood-washed, word-speaking believers in the Lord Jesus Christ? We have to know the authority we have, and then we've got to use the authority that's been delegated to us. 
Luke 10, 9, Luke 10, 18 and 19, he replied, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. I have given you authority. I have given you. I have given you. What tense is that? I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. Nothing will harm you. Nothing will harm you. And yet we had how many Christians run around with, you know, uh, fear, 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 you know. Look, y'all do what you want. But the reason I get crazy results is I have crazy faith. And, you know, if he says nothing will harm you, well, I just believe it. If he says nothing will harm you, I just confess it. If he says nothing will harm you, I just act like it. You can call me crazy if you want, but I'm telling you it works. Amen. You realize this is all a sifting? Do you realize people are disqualifying themselves right now for the rapture? Because they put their faith in a little rat man. They put their faith in a little rat man instead of the word of the living God. And now with the release of these emails, we know, you know, they, they even have a, an action figure. You pull the string and he lies. Now you laugh, but people, this is a sifting. You know, at the cattle yards, they have, uh, oh, the word was just in my head, shoots. And the sick ones go down this chute, and the lame ones, down, but, and, they, and this is, that's what this is. This is a sifting. And Father God's finding out who the word believers are, Versus who are the, the government believers. And if you, want, if you want government results, well, then believe the government. You want almighty God results, then believe almighty God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're crazy on it. I just read the other day in my annual Bible reading, second time through this year, Abraham said to the king of Sodom, I won't accept anything from your hand. Not, not, a, not a shoelace. So you'll never be able to say that you made Abraham rich. But during the last 12 months, you know, preachers, and, and oh my gosh, while I was on vacation, I made a mistake. I started looking up word of faith guys and the money they took. It's a sifting. It's a sifting. Who's your source? Who are you going to believe who are you going to quote? Nothing shall harm you. Tell the neighbor on the one side, nothing shall harm you. Tell the neighbor on the other side, nothing shall harm you. Well, pastor, you just can't, you, you, are you that simple? Yeah, I'm that simple. See, the media lies, the social media lies, 
Politicians, that's all they do is lie. These government officials lie. We know this from these emails. And yet, just in my annual Bible reading in the last few days, I've read several times the Word of God specifically says, God who cannot lie. Paul says that over and over and over. God who cannot lie. Say it out loud. We serve the God who cannot lie. See, he cannot lie. He cannot, even if he wanted to tell you a lie, he can't. You know, it's like when your wife comes home with a new hairstyle. Honey, how do I look? Well, you're born again, but you lie. But God cannot lie. You understand? He can't. He can't. It's impossible for God to lie. And yet Christians, you know, they just go, go down the road believing little rat man. Last year, you know, last year in China was the year of the rat. That's it. You know, just go down the road, believe in little rat man. I'm agitated over it. And I'm, I'm agitated at the preachers. It's the preachers. Because you were doing all that PC stuff, you were doing all that social justice warriorism stuff, you were doing all of that rainbow CRAP, and you didn't teach the people of God the Word of God, and so the people of God have become idolaters, and whatever part of hell they go to, the preachers are going to be in a hotter part. Because they didn't stand with God. They didn't stand with God. Yeah, but pastor, you know, if you're wrong, you could die. Who cares? I mean, literally. Be on the streets of the city of God tomorrow. My God, my God, my God. If that's losing, I'm ready to lose right now. Amen. Amen. No, in him, I live and move and have my being. And I want you to have eyes to see it. You are the day after the rapture. You are not going to be in a better spiritual position the day after the rapture than you are seated right here this morning at Faith Christian Center because your body may be here at Faith Christian Center, but in the eyes of Almighty God, you are right now seated at the right hand of Father God in Christ Jesus in the place of authority and dominion and power <laughs> and literally the devil has no entree into your life but what you give him nothing will harm you Jesus said I've given you authority that's in the Greek exousia right privilege authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and overcome all the power of the enemy Authority has the rule over ability or power. It doesn't matter how much ability or power opposes you, you have authority over it. You have authority over it. You know, if you go to a, a, an intersection and the, the traffic lights out, how can a policeman stand out there in the middle of traffic and hold up his hand and then point to this car to go and hold up his hand to stop? How can the, Because the, anybody could run him over. 
How can a policeman do that? Because authority trumps ability. And, and if you choose to ignore his authority, guess what? They're going to get back up out there. So you have to discipline yourself to not look at yourself naturally. You have to discipline yourself to look at yourself the way God sees you in Christ <coughs> Jesus <coughs> under the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Say it out loud. I've been given authority <coughs> to overcome all the power of the enemy <coughs> and nothing shall harm me. Say it out loud. I'm a winner and I'm a victor in Christ. So say what God says about your life. And God cannot lie, so we must be who God says we are. Tell yourself that you are a giant of faith. Hallelujah. And begin to confess these things daily about your life. Begin to believe what God says about your life and act like it's so. So you'll no longer be fearful or worried or intimidated. You'll be bold and full of faith. After his resurrection, Jesus said, all authority in heaven on earth has been given to me. So what did Jesus say then? Stay home, do nothing, live in fear, hide in your basement, wait until the government tells you it's okay or safe to go to church? Is that, is that what Jesus said? Matthew 28, 19 and 20, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son, and teaching them to obey. And that's why the whole Metroplex isn't here this morning. Because I'm actually following my job description, and teaching them to obey, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, not just what you like. And surely I'm with you, always to the very end of the age. So go and make disciples <coughs> and teach them to obey everything I've commanded you. Jesus then ascended into heaven and he's been there for more than 2,000 years. He's been seated at the right hand of Father God for more than 2,000 years. Jesus has not been on the planet for more than 2,000 years. So how does God get anything done? Talk to me, how does God get anything done? Talk to me, how does God get anything done? Through us. Like R.W. Schambach used to say, what God has done in your life, now he wants to do through your life. So we are to be the hands and the feet of Jesus in this world. But too many people are paralyzed. They're paralyzed. They're paralyzed with fear. But Jesus has empowered the church to exercise his authority here on earth. He has delegated his authority to the church. But the church hasn't either, either hasn't realized it or has not walked in it. Matthew 16, 19, I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind or forbid on earth will be bound in heaven or forbidden in heaven. And whatever you loose or permit on earth will be loosed or permitted in heaven. So we have his authority. So why are we sick? Why are we defeated? Why are we living in fear or worry? Why are our needs unmet? We have his authority. Christians, you see, suffer and do without because they don't know who they are in Christ. They don't know, and they don't understand where they are in Christ. They, feel, they fail to see their true position in Christ. But Jesus delegated his authority to us. Jesus has given us the right. We sang about it this morning. <coughs> Jesus has given us the right to use his name to conduct business 
for the kingdom of God here on this earth. When we speak in the name of Jesus, the high court of heaven recognizes that authority, and so does the devil. Every demon and every circumstance must bow to the name of Jesus. And you want to know what really happened in the last 15 months? Here it is. Here it is. And uh, some of you, you need to give up your worship of politicians. Here it is. In the last 15 months, nobody gave credit to God. Nobody gave glory to God. Nobody taught the people to look to God. Nobody even prayed to God. Dr. Rat, Dr. Rat, Dr. Rat, Dr. Rat. But no mention of Almighty God and how God, genius architect of the universe, designed our immune systems. Well, Pastor, are you a COVID denier? No, but everywhere like in the country of Chile where they have done more and more and more to try and control it, the death rate is higher, higher, higher. It's something weird about this virus. The more you do to try and control it, the worse it is. And 45% of the deaths in the United States of America were caused by one governor, Governor Nipplering of New York, sending COVIDs to nursing homes. What kind of sick puppy sends sick people to nursing homes? 45% of the dead. Not just New York, four other states, Pennsylvania, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. judgment you worship the government get ready for the pain you bow down and you worship a politician who promotes the gay agenda get ready for the pain you bow down and you worship a politician who gave Planned Parenthood more money in four years than Obama did in eight years, get ready for the pain. It's idolatry. It's idolatry. I know when you go in there and vote, you got to hold your nose and vote for the lesser of two evils. I completely understand this. And I also understand that except for Beelzebub himself, anybody was superior to Hillary. I completely understand this. But that doesn't mean we fall down and, and worship and, and act like, you know, somebody's going to save us. That's idolatry. And I just read it last night, Genesis 50, Pharaoh did not bless Jacob. Twice, chapter 50, Jacob blessed Pharaoh. And there's something really, 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 really wrong when the great Christian leaders of a nation will suck up and genuflect for a, a, a free dinner at the White House and then line up to get their money. I ain't going, I ain't worshiping, and I ain't taking a nickel. And it's working for me. Amen. 
Well, if they called you up, would you go bless this guy? No. I'd stay home in Texas. <laughs> if the Lord Jesus came at 1012 on June 13, 2021, my goal is that this room be empty. Amen. And all the children's areas. Do you understand? That's my heart. And these are dangerous times because these are opportunities to worship other gods. And let me tell you what, this sissified chip on the shoulder whining, crying, hiding the basement generation is not going to do well during the great tribulation. This is nothing compared to the vials being poured out and the bowls being poured out and the horsemen. I don't want to be here. I want to watch all of that on a great big video screen in heaven. But I'm telling you what, man, and I'm sure Dr. Rat, he'll, he'll be telling everybody what to do with the, you know, when the pale rider, then you got to do this. And then the, 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 the black horse, you got to do this. And, and, and it's going to be a bad deal. And a, a quarter of the population of the earth dies. And then a third of the population of the earth dies. This is child's play. 2020 and 2021 is child's play. But I'm a member of a church where somebody stood strong and stood tall and somebody declared fearlessly the name and the word of the living God who cannot lie. And I'm a part of a church and a body of Christ, hallelujah, that didn't bury anybody in 2020. Glory to God. <laughs> These, these, are, these are strange times, man. My God. Lift your hands up and say, thank you, Father God. I'm a Jesus believer. I'm a Word of God believer. I don't believe in any of these false gods. No, I don't believe any of it. Say it out loud, Smith, Smith Wigglesworth, quote, greatest healing evangelist of the 19th century, the word of God is true, and everything else is a lie. I mean, we live in such a stupid generation. There was a congressional hearing this week, and uh, the, that thing came up on what do you call birthing people? And a U.S. senator said, well, how about calling them moms? That's worked for a while. <laughs> I mean, I never thought, I never thought I could live in a land this dumb. Amen. But here we are. And the answer, the answer's in that book on your lap. Because he cannot lie. Thank you for listening to this life-changing message. To partner with us and to help us reach more people with the good news of the gospel, visit our website at faithchristiancenter.com. 
Your financial support is enabling us to reach more people than ever before. If you have never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, pray this simple prayer. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. If you prayed that simple prayer, you are born again and today is a new beginning. We would like to send you a copy of Dr. Jean Lingerfeld's book, God's Very Own Child. To receive your free copy, call the church office at 817-561-3400 or send an email to info at faithchristiancenter.com. Remember to put God first in every area of your life because he loves you and has a wonderful plan for you. And don't forget, we walk by faith, not by sight.